Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PD Sports Podcast, episode 51. We are here, ready to go. As you can see, we've got Dom and Damo with us here today. Fellas, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Sore off the golf yesterday. Yeah, nice little round for us um, with Zach as well. little honourable mention before we kick it off here this morning. And we've got plenty to talk about from... Uh, last week because some of us had some good predictions some of us maybe missed a few predictions and it's sort of led to a position where this weekend penultimate weekend of Premier League action means that there's a title on the line there's relegation on the line there's plenty happening and I think the best place probably start is West Ham last week could have really done us a big favor but unfortunately uh, Antonio couldn't put them 3-1 up which allowed City to go 2-0 but without that result, um, you know, we wouldn't be talking about much this weekend. So, what are you puzzled about, Dame? I thought, I think it was Antonio missed it 2 all, did he? No, he missed it 2 They were 2-1 up. They went down the other end and Sufau scored the own goal. Yeah, that's it, actually. Yeah, never mind. So, that would have put them 3-1 up, which would have been fantastic, but wasn't to be. Takeaways from that, obviously, what Man City's shown they could be get at. Um, what do you guys think of that West Ham game, Dom? Uh, it was a real game of what ifs. What if Antonio finishes that? And I've been very critical, uh, you know, Paul, when we watch games together of Antonio. Yeah. I just think he's not a striker. I think no, he's, he's not a natural one. Two, three years ago, he was a, he was a right wing back. And then just chucked him up front, scored a couple of goals. But I think they needed to go in the market for a uh, free number nine. And then what if Mares scores that penalty? Yeah. He missed two oh, big penalties now. Did he miss the one against Liverpool? He's missed a few. A couple of years ago, yeah. Normally he's pretty. Um, Reliable, but I think the moment must get to him. Yeah. I just think it's weird De Bruyne isn't taking that. Who knows what must be happening at training, though, or, you know, obviously behind the scenes, they must back him still, um, which wouldn't surprise me. But I feel like every time he steps up for a penalty, I'm confident that it's not going in. And that looked like a penalty that, you know, didn't have heaps of confidence because normally he's, when I've seen him take penalties, he's looking for corners. And that was just let me hit this one on target because of obviously against Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, against Liverpool, he skied one out of the stadium practically. But Dame, you were the one that predicted a, a West Ham result out of the three of us. So um, did it come the way that you thought maybe? Um, I thought it would have been in a game of goals. Um, and I did think that West Ham would do a job. But did I think they'd go 2 0 up? No. Did I think at 2 0 they should have held on? Yes. Um, the thing is, is that second half just shows how good City are and why they're in this position. Because oh, realistically, I know both of their goals are quite lucky, but on the base of play, they probably deserve to win the game in the, just based yeah. on their second half performance alone. Because apart from the one moment where Antonio goes down the other end, which is a mistake, and shows that City do have that uh, vulnerability at the back. You know, obviously don't have a couple of centre-backs fit, Fernandinho's back there. Um, you know, it would have been nice to see Antonio finish, obviously, as well. But um, I thought it would have been a game where it was one all, and then it's 2-1, and it's 2-2, and then, you know, end-to-end, and West Ham really went at him. I think the fact that West Ham went 2-0 up, they completely changed second half, just tried to hold on, which, you know, understandable. But, um, yeah, it wasn't exactly how I pictured it. I pictured it, you know, City getting done on the break, City getting done more, you know, because Antonio's a big physical presence, other people getting in and around him, Bowen being Bowen, which... Kind of happened, but I just expected City to be a bit more dominant first half. I didn't expect City to be that poor first half. And it's, it definitely felt like City were kind of really hoping for halftime at 2-0. But then obviously yeah. Pep is Pep. And the team talk must have been excellent. The re- response was unbelievable from City. And 
I really thought they deserved to win the Premier League that night. And uh, thank God for Fabianski. Thank God for Mares. I don't actually think this penalty was as bad as everyone's making it out to be because I feel like he's hit it with conviction. It's moving away from the keeper. I just feel like if that's Fer- if that's Ferlin Mendy, wrong Mendy. If that's Mendy in goals, uh, you know, if that's against Chelsea, for instance, that's a that's a goal because Mendy doesn't get to that. Um, but Fabianski has that natural spring, like we talk about from last pod, and he's able to readjust when he goes the right way. Stay stay high, stay big, makes a great save, keeps us in the title fight, and. I don't know, like, I don't want to be like, overly optimistic because I'm wearing an Alison Becker-headed T-shirt, but, you know, this all started from this moment here. It's why I'm wearing it. It all started from his header from last year, putting us in this position to do this quad. We then have had moments throughout the year where City could have gone and probably done enough to win the title, and it's always been pegged back. This is another one of these moments. I just yeah. feel like football things have a bit of luck and things have a little bit of stars aligning, and City will look back at many moments that they could have done it. And then all of a sudden you've got Gerard and Coutinho against City tonight. And I just think there's so many stars aligned where Aston Villa do the job and we beat Wolves and, well, we're celebrating a treble with a quad potentially. Yeah, look, again, we can move into tonight's games because, you know, us against Southampton was pretty comfortable uh, other than going 1-0 down to a deflection anyway. But I think we can say the same things, though, about this season. So the game that stands out to me is Leicester away. Um I just happened to be watching that whilst I was getting a PCR test. But we were dreadful that night. Yeah. And if that's that's where I feel if we don't win the title, that's the game. Because um, we were flying at that point and it was very uh, against the grain, um, that performance. Obviously, there's the Spurs draw more recently, but I can live with that because uh, Spurs were playing for something too and it was a high-energy high game. But for us, I think, you know, just naturally we just shift the conversation into tonight because there's so much to talk about. Obviously, there's the Aston Villa, you know, are they going to be <laughs> making a big impact on this title? Obviously, we've just knocked them off recently, but, you know, we've also got to knock off Wolves who who haven't been the best version of Wolves in the last few years, to be, you know, blunt and honest about it, but they're still a quality side. They're still going to be hard to break down, even though they haven't been getting wins. They're not getting blown out of the water either. So I don't see us turning Wolves over, especially with some of the injuries and the, the fitness issues we've got. It doesn't look like Salah's going to play. Trent's a question mark. So I'll probably throw it to Dom first as a neutral in this whole title race. What are you expecting and what do you then maybe think potentially could happen? I'd, like, like I said to you last night, I don't see Salah playing. But I still think Liverpool get the job done. But I think Wolves, like, have they've been pretty average the past month. They got smoked five one by City last week or the week before. Um, I think Liverpool win, but I think people are underestimating and not showing Wolves the respect they deserve and they've commanded the past few years because they are a great side and they do play well against big sides. They've beaten City. Uh, recent last couple of years, Chelsea, Tottenham, Man United. I don't think they've beaten Liverpool. Head to head, like at least we've, lately, but we had a lot of tight games. I know Verge yeah, scored a late yeah, winner against them at Molyneux maybe two years ago. I think it's going to be as easy as people think, but I think Liverpool get the job done. But then again, I also think City get the job done. I think they've been in this scenario nice. so so many times. Their minds are fo- fully focused on the league, but it's football, and who knows what can happen, especially on the last day. Yeah, Damo. Look, um. 
I definitely echo that, that Wolves deserve more respect. It's not the Wolves we're known for. Usually Wolves are a side that's known for being very defensively solid, being able to go out on the other end and score, and being able to see out games and obviously fight for being in that top half, pushing Europe if they can. Um, maybe it's started the decline of Wolves, maybe. I don't know, because uh, I do have a bit of an ageing squad. But I'm never, ever going to say that you're going to pump Wolves. I know City pumped them. But that's because City is City. Now, we are Liverpool, and if we get on top and score early, we will pump them maybe, you know, probably. Wolves, sorry, just to stop you. Yeah. Only three teams have conceded less goals than the Wolves this year. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and, we're saying, three. and then we're saying they're having a bad year, which kind of shows how good the defence normally is. So I just feel it's not the same Wolves as previous seasons, but they deserve a ton of respect. I do see a world where we come out a bit nervous and tentatively they score the first one. This game finishes one all or something like that because I think Wolves have a touch more quality than Southampton do, which is why I really echo we need to go inside the first 20 minutes and we really need the second half to be yeah. in front of the cop. If I'm Wolves, I'm 100%. switching that straight, straight away. If I'm Wolves, I win the toss. If I'm Wolves, I win the toss. I'm switching sides. Get Liverpool attacking the cop first half, whether that storm. We're going to the Anfield Road instead. Mm. You don't know, right? Yeah. So more nil, margins. Nil, yeah, nil, nil and... I just feel like nil. we'll get the job done. I'm very confident in that, but there's definitely a world where I see Wolves doing it. But then if you look at the other side of it, it's out of our hands. It's it's all real, realistically on City and Villa, and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I'm confident enough to know that we're going to probably do the job. Ninety nine percent of the time, we do the job here, and now it's just over. Can Villa still, can Villa do us a favor? The saving grace. This year, on this year, this week is that because West Ham got the draw, Villa don't need to win anymore, and that's key. So the fact that Villa only need a draw gives you that glimmer of hope. And sort of echoing on that early goal, Dame. If we score an early goal and that then gets echoed to, uh, I think they're playing at the Eddie Had. I think I think yeah, both of are. us are playing at home. home yeah. So um, you know, the minute that that rumbling happens in the crowd, that could change the energy. That could change the way the players are playing because they're tense. They're, you know. You can't predict what that early goal do. So vice versa, if they score an early goal and we find out at Anfield, who knows how we respond. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Obviously, Villa, you know, Gerard's come out in the media and said, you know, these are three points and we need them because we're building something here and, you know, trying to deflect the focus from... You know, I that. Yeah, I so did I. Um, rather than trying to buy into the wanting to help Liverpool because everyone knows subconsciously, like, he'll want... Liverpool to win this title. He doesn't need to go and say it. And yeah, he's handled yeah. that really well. He doesn't need he's to go and say that. Because at the end of the day, he's right. He has no ties whatsoever to Liverpool at yeah. the moment. He's an Aston Villa employee. Exactly right. He's getting paid by Villa to win games. Down, obviously, deep down, he wants Liverpool, but yeah, he still wants those three points. Yeah, and that would be massive. Um, Coutinho's coming out and squashed it as well. Uh, this week, I've seen a couple of quotes from him about just... You know, I play fast and villain now, so it doesn't really matter. So, look, I'm I'm really keen um, to be able to watch these tonight because keeping that quad alive is massive. Um, Champions League, obviously, is a week away. City, as you said before, Dom, City's eyes are on this. Um, obviously, they're not playing another game this season. We've got one more to go. So, this would be like for Liverpool, if we could nick this, and it would literally be a, a snatch and grab from where we were this time last week when we recorded to now. I didn't give us a chance at all. 
I've I've been very down the last couple of podcasts, and Damo's always said there's been a chance, there's been a chance, yeah, there's mate, been a chance. We're coming. We're coming. And I didn't see, and I really didn't see it. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't think West Ham would get the result. I think Dom and I were quite dismissive of West Ham getting, a, you know, even a point. Um, and then we, you know, lucky enough that game was at 10:30 our time, so we were able to watch it and have a bit of banter and a bit of a chat about what was going on about that game. But you know, end of the day, it's coming down to. Who can who can withstand the pressure? That's what it's going to come down to, I think. You know, for for this next well, couple of hours, what have we got? You know, fourteen hours till kick off. At this point of recording, it's all to play for, and I, and that's what you want the Premier League for. You want title deciders on the last day, relegation last day. Like the last few years, it's been pretty average. The last days, like we, I think two years ago, what? we won it. Head rubbers. We were flying, dead rubbers, yeah. We were flying. Last year, City were done. The, so three years ago was the last time that it had gone down to the wire for the title. Really, I can't even remember. Like Even though this final day, there's only Burnley and Leeds now that can go down, but the last six weeks, teams have been up and down, falling out, getting safe. Right. Yeah. It's been good. So it has been this, this whole season, really. And then you've had the top four stuff obviously with United and Arsenal and Spurs, and we'll get into a little bit of that from last week as well. Um, but this season's been fantastic. I've got to, you know, it's been tight. We'd love the gap at the top to be a little bit closer. I know, you know, obviously we'll, we'll take being further away when you're trying to win the title, but as a neutral, you'd want that gap from second to third to be a bit tighter as well. Yeah, 100%. And look, it's been a really good season. Top four still to go. Europa League still to go as well on the final day. So there's like every bit of continental football and title and relegation all to be decided on a final day, which is insane. It's going to be great to start the date with everything as a neutral. Obviously, for us, it's all about, uh, you know, focusing on Villa and City. And look, I, I'm, I'm always confident. I'm always believing. If, uh, if Jürgen believes, I believe, and he obviously believes in it. And the main reason why I do is I look at that City back four and just be like... Yeah, it's makeshift. It's not, it's, it's not their normal one. And... If Coutinho gets going, Danny Ings. I think people just overlook that Danny Ings played for Liverpool Football Club, but I think Danny Ings would be well up for this. I just feel like tonight's a night where Danny Ings decides I am still a Liverpool legend and uh, goes and cements himself along the lines of Digo Rigi status and <laughs> does us a favour, bangs in a couple and we win the title. Gets a I new song. it's going to happen. Gets a song after him. <laughs> yeah. No, I see this game being one of Ollie Watkins, I think. So he started to find a bit of form of the last couple of weeks. And the way Antonio, he's not as physical as Antonio, I'll give him that. But you put Watkins in those scenarios where Antonio's running in on goal, and I've got a lot more confidence that Ollie Watkins is putting those chances away. So if, if Villa set up the way I think they're going to set up and they're going to be looking to hit those, you know, into those channels in between centre-back and full-back and let Watkins run in or Coutinho to play those balls into those spaces, then they're going to be lethal. And it's just whether Villa can hold out and... Are Villa going to be solid enough defensively to be able to not concede three? I think Villa have been lining up two up top for the last couple of weeks as well, and I think that really suits against City. So hopefully, again, I think they've been using things together, I think, in the last couple. Um, quote me if I'm wrong, but I think they've gone very similar to what Chelsea have done in terms of their system. They've been mixing it around. They've been changing it switched there. Yeah, but I wouldn't be shocked that they line up 4 3 3. I think they're. Well, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. There's definitely where would City win this game 5-1. And I 
totally understand that. And I don't want to be delusional about that, but I just feel that there is enough about the back for the opportunities for Villa. It's just a matter if they're good enough to take it. Agree? Yeah. Right, is anyone else getting on the train? Yeah, I'm just trying to keep up with you because you've been lagging a little bit <laughs> as we're going through. So I'm just, <laughs> so I'm trying to just keep up with the conversation there as you're talking. But look, I, as we've said, there's final day is just. You never know. The, weird things happen. Who, who knows? There's a world where we don't win either at home, which, you know, we haven't done for a very long time. We've, we've got a very, 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 very strong record. Since, like, that January period of last year, we've been exceptional at home. So that's where my confidence comes. Um, but who knows? All to play for. I think it's worth touching on because we always rip on Arsenal um, on this podcast. <laughs> They've absolutely capitulated um, with oh four points clear, three games to go. It, and we said it too. Again, we predicted this. We said Spurs had the easier run in. Everyone was underestimating Newcastle at home and they've come out and absolutely... And like Arsenal, from everything that I've seen, Arsenal were just not even in that game whatsoever. Newcastle bossed yeah. that game start to finish. All the, you know, the commentary from that Arsenal game has been... We didn't even turn up. We didn't... Fans couldn't remember a shot on target that they had like that. Just And you're playing for a spot in the Champions League. And that, for me, showed just a lack of experience and a lack of, of senior leadership in that team because they've they've ridden the success of these young kids for so long. And when it come, push comes to shove, they haven't had the the ability to drag a game out. So... Not definitely not surprised with Arsenal. It was exactly what I expected. What did you guys take away from that Newcastle Arsenal game? Off you go, Dom. Um, people can say we are so critical of Arsenal. It's not because we dislike. Because I don't actually dislike Arsenal, but Neither. history. We just go by history, and the history in the recent years is just this. It points to everything that we saw against Newcastle. Yeah, can actually have some sort of success. Obviously, they've had success. They've won an FA Cup final a couple of years ago, but they've just been nowhere near the Champions League. And this could be the one to finally get them back in there, get their young stars playing Champions League, generate some income, use the use use Champions League to pull in a, a true number nine, which they need, another six they need, and they just absolutely capitulated against a team playing for nothing. A team who six months ago was all but, all but relegated. And... Yeah, I saw. I watched the highlights, and the whole play was just what I saw. To was just Newcastle running at them. It could have been four or five. That's a story. No, no faith in Arsenal. Nah, and there's nothing to show that. Yeah, there's nothing. Like these young kids are stars. I think Smith Rowe is good. I think Saka's fantastic. We love Martinelli, me and Paul. Um, Thomas Ayew, but they they got good players. I just think. They don't have great players. I think their level right now is the Europa League. So I think if you're going to look at the positives, I think, yeah, good to be back in some form of Europe. So, yeah, take that squad. I think that squad's a Europa League squad. And if they get a run in the Europa League, even win it, that might be the best thing for them. Yeah, and I, I echo that. I think that a year in the Europa League is a bad as long as it's only one year. And yeah, don't like get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They would have rather been in the Champions League. And there's not a world where they don't make it either. You know, Spurs being Spurs, being typical Spurs, throw it away somehow because they just... Not against Norwich. 
Spurs but they should be fine. Yeah, that should be fine. Well, I'm captaining Son tonight for Fantasy Premier League, so that should be fine, right? But um, what I want to touch on there with Arsenal is we name all those good players like Dom just mentioned, and me and Paul mentioned it so many times on the pod, it's the lack of depth that they have outside of that. They just yeah. do not have the squad to maintain a top four fight because, you know, it's not that they threw it away here. It was the injuries they had for freak game week, like 29 a week, game week 34. And me and Paul mentioned every time, as soon as that back four changes, they just concede. Poor Aaron Ramsdale is still probably one of the best keepers that have played this year in the Prem. If they have, if oppositions are having 12, 13, 14 chances against you, you know. You don't want, unless you, I say this all the time, you don't want your keeper to be known as your best player. Yeah, like, to stand out. People talk about, about Alison Edison, even Mendy to a degree, like prior to this season. Yeah. They don't, they, they might make two saves a game. Their stats aren't up there. Yeah, I'd have to you agree know, with you 100%. That was making that many stat, making that many saves. That's not a good stat. Saves aren't a good stat. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, because it's showing yeah, that you're moments, giving opportunities away. Moments, yeah, there's big moments. Yeah, like you see, that's where you see Edison and Mendy, Allison. Allison all come up with those big saves and big moments, but you do not want your players to be in that category. I don't care what anyone says. You don't want your keeper to be top of the saves category. Yeah. Depends on which saves category, because uh, I know yeah, that, just yeah, general. I know I know Allison's leading the year for like one on one saves. Yeah, that, that's um, fair enough. But... Yeah, and because of our high line, and that's obviously why we have Allison because he's probably the best in a one on one situation. But I, I I understand where you're coming from, and the fact that we know Ramsdale was probably Arsenal's well second best player because I think Saka's their best player. Um, you know, he probably speaks that they just don't yeah. have a I've good enough a, defense. I'm here yeah. for you. Saves this year. Mendy's, uh, Allison's, Allison's 15th, and yep. Mendy's 16th, Edison's 20th. Yeah, there you go. Top, Melier's only made the most saves in the league, and look where they are. Yeah. Ramsdale's only, only 12th. Okay, that's surprising. But he also that's didn't start the season as well, Dom. you got to remember that. Leno that's started true. the first month and a bit. Yeah, true. So you got to factor that in. But with Arsenal, like... We've mentioned it so much. And they did have lots of injuries and lots of issues in the midfield in that January period when they didn't strengthen. And that's where they've lost this completely. Like they just, They've done the right thing by clearing out a lot of dead wood. I'll give them that. They've yeah. cleared up heaps of wage. But you're then loaning out Maitland-Niles, loaning out Pablo Mari. There's a few there that you go, You want to know, know what the big one was? That they're learning the outside of the year, Saliba should be in that team. Nah, there's other issues there. 100%. There's definitely other issues. He will never. I don't think he'll ever play a game in the Premier League for Arsenal. I reckon he's done. I reckon he's out. He's not going to come back. It's everything I'm hearing is he is not wanting to stay. It sounds he, that's why he's gone back to France a few times now already. I, I actually don't see him coming back into that squad. I've heard that he's told them he wa- he wants to stay at Marseille. He won their Player of the Year. Yep. Yeah. He's and. Under- there's clearly, there's clearly a promise or something's gone wrong and he's now gone, nah. And obviously, I reckon Gwen Do- like Doozy would have to be in his ear as well because they've been there together. I reckon they've both just gone, nah. There's something clearly wrong culturally at Arsenal. What competition Marseille are playing in next year? Yeah, Champions League. Champions League. They finished second. Yeah, and would you, if you're Saliba, would you go back to Arsenal to go play Europa League? Or would you stay in France where you settled? <laughs> with, with a manager who doesn't want to buy of you. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's why Wendouzi's gone. Just a mistake, man, because he's so good. Like, Arsenal really could have built around him as well. That's another one of those young kids that they could have put in. Imagine him being in the midfield now without Thomas Party. You wouldn't notice a difference. 
No, he's quality. And Marseille are going to pick up a great play if that's the case, if it ends up that way as well. But for me, that was a big one. And then obviously, Mori obviously leaving it would have been handy with the injuries they've got. Um, but I've got to give Arsenal a lot of credit for what they have done. Just I'm not surprised that this is where they're going to finish just because of the lack of depth. And I think that is the big correlation. Is their lack of depth, yeah. lack of play. Their gap is massive. It's just huge. And it's kind of where we were back many moons ago. Yep. And, you know... Difference is, though, Arteta's had three years, Dame. That's three years. That's not good enough. You can't now say that. Me and you in this pod have slated him enough times. Me and you in this pod said he probably should have been sacked at the start of the year. And I get that. I mean, you probably... I wouldn't have picked him to finish fifth. No. But with some... I've got to give him a lot of credit. Oh, yeah, I have to. For the the style of play... I do, but he's taken them from fifth to eighth. Spent three hundred million pounds. Yep, to eighth to fifth again, but with three hundred million pounds. Yeah, but the football is. I know he's got an FA a settled there, style. FA Cup, he took over halfway through the year. You could say that Emery's Cup. Yeah, yeah, fair. But I, I just feel yeah, like yeah. his style—it's a bit different. I said in the last two years, chop change. Didn't know what he wanted to play. No, no cohesion. No, no understanding. No direction. No philosophy. This year, he seems like, this is what I'm playing. These are the kids I'm going to put time into. We're going to build this system with these guys. And I'm like, finally, it's clicked. You stopped trying to be Pep Guardiola and started to be Arteta and have your own identity. And now that he's done that, it's a bit different. I think in the grand scheme of things, this is a good season for Arsenal. They're in a a European competition. Their kids played. Saka's numbers were ridiculous. Smith-Rowe had very good numbers. Martinelli looks like he's... He's more exposure. No, he should be. And if they bring in a nine and a six, I think they could push for that top four. So I think Arsenal fans, they're just known to... Complain. ...flip the table when yeah. something goes wrong. But I think it's, it's still a good season. I think it's still a good, good, season, good season for him. And I think Enkedia stays and probably is the nine. He's probably uh, going to be better next year. I reckon he's made his bet at this point. I think it ticks all their boxes. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. But their fans just are just prone, and I think it's maybe a stigma from AFTV just to flip the table. Something's gone wrong. Yeah, they won twenty-one games this year. They've won more games than Chelsea. Yep, but they've lost too many as well, and that's the thing. Okay, yeah, they've they haven't had many draws. 13. They haven't had many draws, yeah, and that's it. Games. You're talking that run of games: Palace, Brighton, Southampton. You take two points there, and you're in Champions League. That the same way I talk about Leicester. There's a period. And the period that Arsenal lost this wasn't the Spurs game. It was that three weeks where they couldn't grind out a point and they were in all three of those games. And that's where it's going to hurt them harder because two of those games are at home and they dropped three in a row. That Yes, they had issues with the squad, granted, but every team this year has had issues with squad. Teams have had COVID. Teams have had injuries. Teams are playing across three different tournaments. You're a professional organisation that, you know, with the the pool that Arsenal have, they've got the highest ticket prices, they've got the highest everything. Don't tell me your squad's thin by design and then complain about it. Wear it. They cannot complain about not having numbers because they sent half of them out the door in January and didn't bring anyone in. Yeah. I've got no sympathy for their fans complaining our squad's not good enough. Our squad's thin. You had the players. Yes, they wouldn't have played minutes, maybe, because you're only in one tournament from January, but sometimes you need bodies. And look at Minamino, who just comes in and plays. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we've got guys like that who, like, just... Harvey Elliott got injured eight weeks into the season and started last week in a game that we needed to win to stay in the title. He hasn't played. 
So there's an argument to go, do you need numbers or do you need consistency? And it is a fine, it is a real teams, fine line. Yeah. Good teams have depth. You could go to City, Chelsea and Liverpool and you could make two starting 11s that are competitive in the league. Yeah. Arsenal, you could probably make a team and a half. Not the even. Bench against Newcastle, Leno could start for a Premier League team. Lacazette, Cedric, Pepe, Sembi Laconga and Martinelli. That's yeah. six players who okay. are probably Premier League quality, and then they had three youth But players. it's all in the same area, though. They're all attackers. A goalkeeper, yeah, yeah. one defender, and four attackers. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and, like, Pepe hasn't they sniffed come, the yeah. pitch at all. Like, an 80 million pound winger. And it was gone. Like, I honestly don't know. He's your striker, really. Like, you had a point. Why is he not playing through the middle? Try it. They want to keep in Kedia right now, so they're trying to give him game time for him to stay. Well, I think he's made his bed, though. He, 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 what, what, a month, one month of, you know, here you go, have a crack over... This, this has been two years of him saying, I want games or I want out. Like, I think he's done really, really well. He has, he has completely shocked me with how well he's done, right? But for his development, he needs to play at a Brighton or something like that. You know, one of those lower teams where he's going to play week in, week out, and I think we'll see the best of him at that point. Mid-tables. Mid Arsenal now won't want to lose him because of Europa League and they'll want him yeah. as depth. But if he has bullies, he'll say, no, I've been asking to be the main man. I'm going to go somewhere and be the main man. But I think they still need a nine. They need two because they're losing Lacazette. Yeah, true. They need That's a nine, fair. a six. They need at least a six. And a left back. Tierney can't stay fit. Tierney's... Yeah, you, actually, really, t- really I reckon Tierney transitions to left-sided centre-half. And you have him there like the way they use Monreal. Monreal used to kind of be, depending on who we're playing, he'll play left back. If we're playing another team that we need him to play centre back, he can play centre back. Tierney's shown this whole time, he's class, he's quality, and I rate him very highly, but he doesn't stay fit. He just cannot stay fit, and you can't rely on him. He plays well for Scotland as a left centre back. Yeah, he plays in a three, though. A bit different. It is a bit different. I could see. I could see Arsenal playing a three. So could I. Um, to get their Saka best players in. Saka and, and Smith Rowe as your wide. You lose Odegaard though. That's the thing. Yeah, they, he had to one change it for that exact reason. Yeah. They so, only have one. Barely have one striker, let alone two. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, look, we could probably talk all day about fucking where Arsenal are at, and we'll probably do a pot on it because it's just so massive for them. Yeah, but, honestly, uh, I reckon we could just do one for each team that's in the Premier League for next season, to be honest. We probably could, because there's a team you I really do. want to speak. In that sort of podcast thing, I really want to speak about Leicester and what's going on there, because I actually think they have a platform, just they're throwing that away. But let, let's transition in the Spurs then, boys, because they should make it, they will make it, but you have to give Conte a lot of credit. For Big him. time. I was just Man- going to say, King Conte. Yeah, he got, he's come in, he's implemented a system straight away, Got players to play this system, look good in it, getting the best out of Son, and I think credit where credit's due, and they're going to be really dangerous if they actually decide to spend money next year, which Daniel Levy isn't, you know, which whatever. Which I think he will, but I think he will, because Conte has got balls. Yeah. Look, I, I, I see a world where Harry Kane stays now forever and ever and ever, because they're making Champions League, which is fine for Spurs, but there's definitely part of me that is like, Son through the middle, sell Kane for a hundred something million, if someone comes knocking, you got that much money to reinvest in the squad totally. Yeah, but they did Finish top three. 
Like they did with Bale back in the day as well. Obviously, they didn't get it right with him. But the difference with Spurs and Arsenal, manager, big tick. But Spurs strengthened in January. Yes, Benton Core has been all right. You know, they needed him. But Kulosevsky is unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. And that is clearly the difference between Arsenal and Spurs. And I reckon and that's it. That, that, That is the difference maker was that Spurs, we need a winger. Lucas wasn't doing it. And look what happens. Like they've, they've got the job done. The game, they, the penultimate game when they played each other, they had the firepower. And that's they strengthened. For me, it's they have enough depth too. Like they've got depth at wing back. They've got Sessignon. They've got regular. Yeah, they've got injuries too uh, at the moment. Yeah, Emerson <laughs> Rao. And then they have Dyer that can fill in. And, you know, all of a sudden they've actually got depth there. They've got Ben Pecora that came in. Obviously, Dejan gives another body. Mora can fill in in the front three if needs be. You got Bergwine. Yeah. Both their wing, yeah. Both their wing backs are out. Doherty and. Um, yeah, the starting wing backs are both Re- out. Regulon and Doherty. Regulon are both yeah. out. Exactly. So, and they, for, they, for, they've, they've done. I think that's massive in this run-in. Is that if they've had Romero out for big periods? Sorry, too, Damo. Their number one centre back's been out for long periods this year too. Yeah, but Spurs have had the quality of depth to back that up. Where Arsenal haven't during that run of games. I thought it was game week twenty-four, okay. but maybe it was earlier. Pull from what you were saying earlier, but um, that's the difference for me in this top four race. Is that that is it? Yeah, quality. It's quality, and it, quality Spurs have been set up though. Spurs are in a better position. They underperformed last year big time, but their squad has been in a better spot over the last six years, six, seven years. So they've got that in there. They did get knocked out of the Conference League group stage very early. That probably helped uh, as well. Like if they went deep in that, which everyone thought they probably would have won it, to be fair, we're maybe talking about a different story if there were bigger players in that tournament too. I don't don't think they can. They got knocked out because they couldn't play their game. One game though. If you're probably, going down to yeah. five games, Dom, and you got you need to win yeah, one game true. against Nice, you probably don't deserve to qualify anyway. If you Spurs, yeah, <laughs> with the, you know, yeah. with the quality of competition in that competition, they should have won all six of their group games. Really, hundred percent. And I don't think Spurs really cared about the competition. Anyway. Nah, it helped them out. So smart. I don't think it's a big miss. Yeah. So look, I think we can really delve deep with these analysis of, of these sides, but it's just one of those ones where I'll. All right. What I want to get to before we move into some questions is who do you think goes down with Watford and Norwich? I know who I wanted to go down. Everton. Yeah. I wanted them down so did I. badly. Look, it would have been nice, but I, I think it's think another... I just think it was never going to happen. They uh, are, look, we, as much as we don't like they are a big club. Look, as far as I'm concerned, it's another six points for us. I'm happy they're up. All right, yeah, let me get so the situation you know, up. To be fair, there has been some legal accusations lodged, uh, lodged against um, Everton. I've seen Burnley that. In Leeds, and uh, it's to do with their finances. They are massively they over. Play. They're massively and, over. Uh, and they are. And if the Premier League really wants to come down hard on it, which I think they won't, because, look, City's been doing it for ages and they never had anything but fines. If they really wanted to, they could dock Everton points to a certain extent and parameter that FPL uh, are but yeah. I think that's a Hail Mary from Burnley and Leeds that hang on a second. And I don't think they would because if that if that happens to Everton, then we turn around and go, well, what about City? And then what do you do with City's yeah. points? So, so yeah, I, the, it won't happen. For context of games, of context of games. So we're obviously talking about Burnley or Leeds here. Burnley yep. play Newcastle at home. Yep. Leeds are playing, when I want to get it up here. Brentford. Brentford yep. away. 
Yeah. But and they're on the same points, but Burnley's goal difference is way ahead. Yeah, he's so on twenty goal, twenty goal swing. Yeah, Leeds need a better Burnley's result. Yep. Yeah. And Burnley play Newcastle, and Leeds play Brentford. And it, yep. what's ironic is Brentford's eleventh and Newcastle are twelfth. So the same team, just one's away, one's home. And like I'm going to go out on a limb and say the reason why I think this is going to happen is one player. Burnley stay in the Premier League because of Nick Pope. And he's just a better keeper. He makes many of the saves. Um, and, you know, he's the reason why they're not in the relegation zone because what he did against Villa was outstanding. Three yeah, world-class class. saves. One from the header in the last, what, five minutes was huge um, as we lose Dom. But, um, look, yeah. I just think that that one, one, one player alone is the reason why Burnley are going to stay up. And... I think that Burnley will survive solely because Pope will make enough saves in the game to get him either a point. Leeds, I think, to stay up need a win, which is not out the realms of possibility. But I think Burnley nab a draw, and I think Leeds maybe nab a draw, and they go down on goal difference. Yeah. And... I was saying during the week to someone, Nick Pope is actually ridiculous. He should be England's number one. He's a shot stopper. He's got no feet, which in the modern game hurts, obviously, but he's... He's ridiculous in terms of making a save. He'll win games on his own hands, though. That's the thing. Mm. What do you reckon, Dom? Who goes down? I don't. I don't want either of them down because I like. I'm here. I love Burnley in the league because they are just a spanner in the works. They're a pub so team. They can beat. I can see them beating. Like they beat Liverpool last year. Yeah, but we had that shitty just, period at home, though. They just, yeah, but they just do nonsense. Ashley Barnes type things. <laughs> they just absolutely, you could see them beating City. Well, how's that absolutely. penalty last week, though? Sorry to cut you off, Dom. Like, yeah. Burnley saving yeah. a point through a penalty could be what keeps them up, too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. I love Burnley. But then, again, it's good having Leeds in there. Everyone hates Leeds, but they're, um, yeah, they're good for the league. But I think, uh, I think Burnley, get a, Burnley get a nil-nil and at home. Yeah. Turf yeah. more. Turf more special. And Leeds lose against Brentford. Brentford are good, so they've been good lately. It depends what Brentford turn up for me um, because obviously they're not... Look, they're playing for 10th if Brighton don't win, but I don't know. Still, they want to... Like, Does Rafinha turn up and just play the game of his life to keep Leeds up? Like That's what Burnley don't have. Burnley don't have someone on the pitch that can spin it their way, the way Rafinha can. Rafinha could easily just turn up and belt three bangers in and make it very hard for Brentford to, to win that game or even get a draw. So that like, I think Leeds have a bigger scale. I think Le- Leeds' yeah. worst is a lot worse than Burnley, but Leeds' best is a lot better than Burnley, and it's what Leeds turns up. And if this was at Ellen Road, I'd be saying Leeds going to win. Like The fact that it's away maybe takes away some of that emotion, but I just think Leeds have a bigger potential to have an upset here. Look, I think that the fact that Leeds scored in the dying embers of the game, like literally last kick to stay in the race so they don't just need a win on the final day, gives them the impetus to probably ride that emotion and ride that train into this game here. I agree with Paul. I think they have players like, uh, you know, they obviously got Rafinha that can change a game. Um, I think Joe Gerhardt, obviously, off the bench can do something. Um, who got the assist on the weekend? It was, uh, what's his name? Gerhardt. He got the assist. Stroik yeah. scored. Yeah, the, the ridiculous assist, you know, as well. Yeah. Beats like three guys and then just pops it in there. Um, I just think Leeds have the potential to win the game, where I think Burnley have more potential to draw a game. 
And yeah. I just think that the way that Leeds have been defensively and the fact that Tony's in form and Brentford are Brentford at home final day to celebrate staying in the Prem and having a good year, I just see a world where Leeds lose and Burnley get a point. I yeah. just see that. That's probably the most realistic outcome. Because out of the two, I want Leeds to stay up more than I want... Um, I want Leeds to stay up more than I want Burnley to stay up because I just think if Leeds go back down again, we may not see him for a while. And I think yeah. it's that they're too historic. They've had so many injuries that this year that for them to stay up is huge and i think they could actually do something next year finish top half even if they get the right players in where for me burnley stayed in long enough the fact they sat dice which could work out for them which is ridiculous in my mind that they could even work i just feel like that's for me is a swinging factor in who i want to stay up but i see a world where burnley stays up thanks to nick pope more than i see Leeds winning and bettering the burnley result yeah i would have loved to have seen potentially Leeds and forest in the league at the same time you know, obviously we're we're a week away from the championship um, playoff, but Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest. We'll probably talk about that during the week. Having those historic teams all in the league together would have been fantastic. And I don't know if Leeds somehow stay up and then Forest come up. You're talking, you know, very vintage early, oh, sorry, late nineties Premier League type of situation. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's where we're sort of at with. The relegation fight when it comes to Europa League. We've got West Ham fighting for a spot there, which kind of leads into our first question, which is from JS. Does West Ham get top six or will United beat them to it? And I'll go to the second part of that question in a moment. West Ham play Brighton away. Manchester United are playing when I want to is it Palace? Palace yeah. yeah Palace All right. So some interesting games there. Um, and the situation say, is West Ham need a win. United need to lose. I don't draw. Sorry. No. Draw. No, West Ham have the better goal difference. I have the better goal yeah, difference. United's goal difference is one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Palace have a better goal difference. But we've slapped them up twice this year too. So that hasn't helped their that goal helped. difference. Slapped up. They've been slapped up a couple of times. We've had nine. And they haven't... They haven't had a, I don't think United have had a convincing win. Nah, really. round one, Leeds. Pogba, four assists. Oh, well. yeah, I mean, I know it's, that's not great, but they won 5-1. I'll tell you what happens here. Palace beat United, West Ham make the six, and United are in the uh, conference. Ah, United and Palace <laughs> draw, and West Ham beat Brighton. Well, that still gets United in the conference. Imagine United in the saying. conference that's league, man. Oh. Now we're playing... Away days in Iceland. <laughs> in Azerbaijan. <laughs> nah, they will throw it. What do you mean they'll throw it? Oh, that competition. Oh, yeah, no, they don't take it seriously. No way. Just play all the kids and that's it. Yeah, no way. All right, the second part of JS's question is if Declan Rice goes, who could replace him? I've got a name that I'd go straight for. Yep. I'll tell you. Declan Rice, sorry, JS, Declan Rice isn't world class. He's just a good midfielder. Nothing special. If he stays in the league, though, he goes for 100 million. That's a problem. That's how stupid it is. Yeah. He's not world class. He's just... He's a good player. Not world class. Yeah. You want to put him in the same bracket as... Kante. Fabinho, Kante, Rodri. He's nowhere near that. Fabinho, yeah. So... you see him at Arsenal? I could. Arsenal wouldn't pay the money for him. Exactly. I'd love him at Leicester with Brendan Rodgers. That's a sideways move, though. Yeah, it is. The only team that would pay for him, Chelsea, theoretically, is uh, is nah. I think it's. City I don't think Chelsea. Chelsea. I think Chelsea want to borrow him. 
Okay. No, I, I think it's just City. If City wants him because of these English, they'll pay 100 mil like they did with Grealish, and West Ham are probably very happy with that. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm Declan Rice... I don't think he goes, though. They make Europa League. I don't think he goes. I'm taking Suchek over Rice every day of the week. He's their captain, surely. Surely he's yeah. the captain now. The Noble's gone, so I don't yeah. see that. The replacement, though, for me is Basuma. Yeah, 100%. You just chase I love that years. guy's... He's so good. I love that guy. He's class. And that, he'll cost you 30. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he'll cost you 30 to 40. I'll throw so, another one in there. Down about Calvin Phillips. Yeah, that's a great shout. Yeah. He's breaking up a bit, Dame, for me. I don't know if yeah. you're breaking up for Dom. Yeah. Calvin Phillips. Depends if Calvin wants to leave. I think uh, he won't stay in the championship. No. And the end of season review, we cover those players that have gone down that could go up. Go to other teams. Because I think... The other massive one in this, if this leads go down, Rafinha's release clause is twenty-five million pounds. Yeah, that's and, our and backup right winger. Who would you, who, who would not who would not go near him? Liverpool get him straight away. Yeah, I like, think he's start most teams. All teams, Barb's, Arsenal, City, like start. Yeah, if he's gonna play right wing, if Mane or Salah leaves, if Salah yeah, leaves, then he fiasco. starts every day. If it's Mbappe fiasco. Real Madrid are going to be throwing bank at Mane or Salah. Yeah. Absolute bank. Oh, wow, that's, that's, not, that's, for that's a whole other episode, I reckon. <laughs> in its own. Yeah, it is. That, after um, the Champions League. Mbappe fiascos. Yeah, after the Champions League. Two pods, two pods on that and what follows from that because there's going to be a lot that follows from that. All right. Any other names that you guys reckon? So I've said Basuma, Dom reckons, old oh, mate, yeah, Calvin. Who do you reckon, Damo? Who goes and replaces? I reckon... I actually have a bit of an out there one. I reckon they change system to one DM, and that's Suchek, and they actually get Oxley Chamberlain from us, who's out the door. Oh. He's in the box, the yeah, box. it's a great shout. If, he can get, if they can get him fit, that's a great shout. I like that. That's where I think that's what happens. English West Ham, he'll enjoy it. He's fit as well. Gets back in London. Yeah, yeah. They need to get him fit and consistently fit. It'll be cheap He's as. You have to take a huge wage cut though. He's on big coin. Do you want to sit on the bench or? Yeah, but he's not even on the bench. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he's not even in the match day squad half the time. The only other one, the only other one is James Wood Prowse, but they would want so much money Southampton that is probably. Nah, who never nah they're just different, different yeah, players who, too. I think. Who'd die at that club. All right, I think he could be tempted. Next question: Thoughts on Western United shocking victory and proving everyone wrong from Rods. I actually watched that as second A League game I watched this season. Paul, were you? Ah, I watched it? the last little bit with you last night. No. Uh, it was already three one by the time I got to your place though, so I missed oh, the no, the fun bit. No, Western United were all over them. Um, Melbourne victory looked like nothing. <laughs> so it's A League, typical so A League. Good, good for Western United to make a a grand final. It's only like the second, third year in the comp, so hopefully yeah. they're. That's what I was hoping because the fact that United win. That'd be a great uh, final. Fancy us against Western United. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get up today. Yeah. yeah it'd be I, think nice. we, I think we can. I just, I think we can. I think we will. But um, in terms of Western United shocking the competition, I'm not too shocked. Rods, you got a good squad. I've so been around the mark for two years. Shocked about it. <laughs> yeah. And they've done, it, they've done it without. They've done it without Diamante. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not too shocked at all. You got a good manager too. In, uh, it's Johnny Aloisi, is it not? Yeah. Um, you know, he's been and there and done boy. it all. 
I, I just think that I'm not overly shocked. Do I think that they are the team that I thought was going to be in the A-League Grand Final? No. Do I think they would have made the semi? Yes. So I'm not too shocked that they made the final. I thought that, you know, I really expected like Sydney FC and Melbourne City probably to be duking it out again, but... Yeah. Nice. Next coming for you. Nestria Akunda is coming for you. Hey, <laughs> the boys are coming. Bernardo's going to... The boys are coming. All right. This is a coming, mate. We've got a few little facets to our last question here from Dim. So this is going to be short, quick fire questions here. Top uh, goal okay. scorer, Premier League. Who have you guys got? Son. Son. Salah. Son, because Salah doesn't um, play. Dana, you just said you captain Son on fantasy. <laughs> I did. You're going to say he doesn't score a goal. <laughs> no, I'm saying that Salah... Five assists for, five assists for Son. For what I hear, Salah... Is apparently on the bench. He'll come on in 45, play 45 to get ready for the Champions League. Like, oh, oh, How's that? How's that? How's that, Dom? How's the one eye? starting 11 on fantasy. I took Salah out this week for Sun for this reason. I left him in. I've got right. both. So we've got Sun. Oh, yeah, majority. At 2.30 a.m. If, if Sun wins it from me. <laughs> I'll get the Arkham mate. More than welcome to come join Nah, you can have that by yeah, yourself, I'm mate. Um, yeah, I'm just going to get this up in a second for us because I don't know who the leader of this category yeah, is. All right. Two. No, no, yeah, assist. That's up a point. And just confirming everybody, I've just been on the Fantasy Premier League app. I'm now made Marcus Alonso, my captain. Oh. Alonso? <laughs> yeah. Why? Paying Watford. He's the best striker at the club. The yeah, best striker at the club. on, gets a goal, clean sheet, bang, 30 points. All right. He's, he's just made, made Funny captain. story, one FIFA ultimate team. Remember Paul was playing at right wing? Yeah. Left wing? Yeah. He would just score bombs. Back post headers and volleys. Yeah. He yeah. Was that freaking Europa League live card. All right. I should have been a winger. The highest assist getter of the league. Now, I can go through the stats with you if you like. Because at the moment, it's Mohamed Salah leading with 13. Then Trent with 12 and Bowen with 10. Uh, Trent wins this. He gets two assists. Nah. I'm going to stick with Salah. I don't think Trent gets one. Uh, uh, oh, he actually probably won't play, actually. They're talking about him not playing at all. Sorry. Yeah, that's my Bowen's fault. Four nah, um, the news out the camp is Trent is going to play tonight, though. So, Redman was saying he probably you, wasn't. You can't even. You won't know. You can't even tell. Yeah, it's just going to be. I think that it's going to be a tie. Trent gets an assist. Yeah, or Salah wins that. it late. Or Salah gets an assist with a goal tonight off the bench, and there you are. I think hey, he's not playing, mate. He ain't playing. I think, I think he's there. All right. Next category is clean sheets. Here we go. So going into tonight. Allison and Edison tied first. Then, so with 20 clean sheets. And then it's Larice of all people, with 15 in third. So, there obviously can't be a change to the top two. Who has the golden glove? This could be massive in the title. It's a tie. A tie, both concede tonight. Both concede. Okay. Both concede tonight, it's a tie. I'm saying they finish on 21 I don't want that to happen. <laughs> we need Villa to score a goal So I'm it's saying Allison. We, we, we concede, they concede Tie at 20 each Oh that's big Alright And Dim's last part of the question Before I get into my question for you guys Who's been the biggest flop this year? Jaden Sancho 
Yeah, good shout. That's a great shout. I think your top three. Lukaku, Lukaku nah. has to be in the conversation. But he hasn't been put in a position, though, to do well. And the yeah. same with Grealish. So, yeah. I, like, they're the other two that I'd talk about. Grealish is up there. Yeah, but I just don't think he's been used well yeah, enough, Dak- though. Look, I think Dakar at Leicester's done absolutely nothing. Yeah, but there's no... He's been a conference league <laughs> bloody champion. And then, that, again, though, they've only they've used him sparingly. And I think yeah. that's what we're noticing, uh, is if these guys don't, like... When you blood them in, either don't play them at all... Or back them. Like, don't give them minutes uh, here, minutes there, minute there, 20 the minutes here, five there. Because that doesn't help the development at all. Like, if Fabinho, he knew six months in, my role's not to play right now, but I'm learning everything. I'm learning the style. I'm learning the system. And then he's had that run of games. Daka, Grealish, Lukaku really didn't get a good run at it in the way that the managers wanted them to play. Grealish was playing up front. Grealish. He was playing on the right. He was playing in the middle. He was playing on the left. How do you learn a new team if you're getting thrown all Grealish, over the place? Yeah. And then Pep does that. Pep has his rotation. And Lukaku, there was a lot off-field drama that I think he'll give it a... Now that's all kind of behind him. You'll see him flourish next year. So I think I think it's got to be Sancho. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been saying uh, Sancho all season. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Especially he was an absolute bowler his last two seasons. At- Dortmund. Yeah, um, Dortmund. He was like, he was cracked. Yep, I hear you. But Sancho wins that one easily for flop of the season in yep. terms of transfers. All righty. And then my question, who's lifting the trophy tonight? Oh. Liverpool. Damo. Uh, uh, Liverpool. I, I, I like to speak on history, and I think history says City do it. But I wouldn't, if Liverpool do it, I wouldn't be like shocked to the end. It's I can't right. not back it. By Craig Johnston Guernsey. Use this as a thumbnail. Use this as a thumbnail. By Craig <laughs> Johnston Guernsey. He's going to do it. No, 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 no. You know what's going to happen? Because I'm wearing the Allison shirt. I'm just going to put it out there. City are drawing. We need to win. We're level 95th minute. Allison goes back to back years screwing 95th minute winners. Everyone loses their mind. Yeah, ma- imagine that's the case. <laughs> just imagine that happens. That'd be I just want to say, just in case if it actually happens, I called it. But they yeah. might genuinely die. <laughs> Jump off the top level of the Arkabar. Oh, God. All right. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap up? Anything you want to cover, touch base on that we've missed, maybe? No. Damo? It's going to be a massive off-season, I think. Oh, it's going to be huge. I just already shaping up. The season's over, but it does not mean that there's not going to be a lot to talk about Premier League-wise over the course of the off-season. There's so much, you know, squad change that I think is going to happen to a lot of Around Europe as well. I think it's a Mbappe scenario. He's going to have a big effect on everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, all the contract talk that could happen with our boys especially. Uh, but, you know, if there's things that you guys were just talking about Premier League-wise in the off-season, if you want to do a podcast on a certain team or of a certain uh, capacity, let us know. The Discord link is down below in the pod and on the YouTube channel where this comes out. Let us know, even a comment. So, you know, get around it. Let us know. We're more than happy to break down everything. Um, and I think would be, yeah. thing. what would be Stay. great to do is a pod where we just go 10 minutes, happen at 10 minutes, doesn't matter who it is, if it's our teams or not, 10 minutes we go through the 20 teams in the league next year, the teams went down, the yeah. teams that come up, and we just cover the season, Everything. the off-season, and into next season. We just cap it at 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. and we do a 20, 20, uh, 20 10-minute pod, as in like... Oh, yeah, we just do half the time or something, and yeah. we just cap it at 10. Yeah, part one it. and a part two. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then we can probably talk about who's coming up as well because 
that would yeah, be important. So yeah, so the three that, oh, yeah. Three oh. Yeah, yeah, last thing. Who's coming up, boys? I think Forrest do. Yeah, Forrest. Oh, oh, we'll talk about this probably next week beforehand. Yeah, but, but I think Forrest come up, and that's next pod. I really want Forrest too. But one other thing we got to mention before we go. Last night, Dom did ask at the, right at the start. Um, I don't know if it was actually on air or not, but Sunderland are getting back slowly. And we were talking about this last night, Damo, um, with Dom and I. I really want Sunderland back. It's not that. It's not that. It's because they're this historic team. Yada yada. I want the narrative of Newcastle have the cash, Sunderland have the passion. I mean, Newcastle do too. I'm not saying Newcastle don't. But imagine like the derby of the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I imagine that. How good that would be. Just they will hate. There'll be fights. Bloody, probably people getting pushed in the time river, but I would yeah. love that so much. I think it would be madness. I just want the bright lights back at the stadium a lot. I know I used that for a YouTube save like ages ago, but I want them back only because of the drama that, that club has been through and the history they have. Everyone's homework, and, go yep. on Netflix and watch Sunderland Till I Die. Is that oh, the great. best so football? show documentary you will ever watch way too many so people way too many people i know haven't watched it and i go what are you doing like, it came out like five years ago like what are you doing so good it is on drive to survive level i don't care what anyone says it's, oh, it's it, better it was just as good i think it's better than the last one drive to survive. better than the josh the, Madger. Uh, just josh, Madger, <laughs> josh that Madger, jack rodwell <laughs> all right if you haven't watched it watch speaking it. about that arsenal have got their whole season coming out on amazon Prime. oh i know so, yeah, that might, that might that might be better than it. The, it might be. Yeah. Actually, I think it will be. The fact that they didn't yeah. get Champions League, I think it's going to make it even better. <laughs> Lock, it in. Lock it in, boys. Live live watch along. We're going to be commentating as we watch it. Oh, Great. God. Everyone in the same house. I'll be laughing too much. It's going to be so good. <laughs> laughing at Pablo Murray going out on loan. <laughs> All right. Boys, thanks for your time this morning. Anytime, Last little mate. comments before we wrap it up. Um, check like us what all you're out doing. on Discord and podcast and everything like that. Me and Paul got content flying out of the wazoo. I'm actually doing a journey with Adelaide United, starting at United. So if you want to see someone go from literally a club that they could have coached that many moons ago to freaking, you know, whatever could actually happen in a theoretical world, that's something for you. On top of that, Paul's got his content coming out. And well, Dom's always going to be here and we love him to bits. So there you are, lads. And thank you yet again for another good season of podcast action, Paulie. Plug the Twitter, Dom, as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at Dom Tromboli underscore, you will not be disappointed. Go the prom. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, guys. Episode 51, that is a wrap. Make sure you get in the Discord by clicking the link in the description. I'll have it in the description of this video. Damo's links will be in there. I'll link Dom's Twitter in there as well, as along with my social links. Once again, thanks for all your support, and we'll see you very, very shortly for episode 52 of the PD Sports Podcast.